0: What is up you guys? I hope you're having an amazing, incredible day. Welcome back to the happy bod squad pod. It's your girl coach Coco here. And today I have the wonderful, the amazing, the absolutely glowing coach Martina. And we're going to be talking to you about how to stop sabotaging yourself from reaching your goal. So before we even dive into that though, coach Martina, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing good. It's it's a little cold in here. I have like three layers on me, <laughs> but you know the California cold. It's still nothing to comparing to many other states. But I'm
0: being cold today, <laughs> did notice the North Face. Um, for what it's worth, I tripped my um, what do you call that? Tripped your wire? My the electric box. The what circuit side- breakers. Yes, I. <laughs> this is so embarrassing. Um, I tripped my circuit. Thir- breaker earlier today because I was running an air purifier in one corner of my room, a dehumidifier in another corner of the room, and then a space, (laughs) and then a space in the the third place. Because I'm like, the air needs to be dry. It needs to be pure. It needs to be warm. And I totally tripped the circuit and thought that I maybe lost power in the whole house because yeah, 55, 60 degrees in california it's cold it's chilly and so anyways uh with that i'm excited to dive into our topic of the day as well and you know talking about stopping self sabotaging yourself from reaching your goals is really important because i feel like this is a pattern that we do see a lot of times with clients whether it's inside of the happy bod squad or a pattern that they were running before the program and I'm sure we'll run into details further and further as we get along today. And I'll share a few stories of things that I've experienced and witnessed firsthand. And as we do that, you know, where do we begin? What is, we should probably just start with what even is self-sabotage in the first place?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And basically, the bottom line is that the self-sabotage is a way that we react to our own emotions. And it's really important to understand that bit, that it's a way how we react to our emotions. And because I think a lot of us put self-sabotage almost in like the circumstance line as it is something that we do um, to ourselves that we don't even like have control over necessarily, that we're not actually doing it, that it's kind of happening to us um, mm-hmm. without us you know, being able to do um, something about it and um, kind of sharing some tough love right at the beginning uh-huh. that the, the first really big shift that is important to make, you know, when it comes to self-sabotage that it's, it's owning it, that Mm self-sabotage is a choice and it is a choice that we're making on purpose so that we can feel differently. And, uh, I'll get into that, um, a little later on more of like how we want to feel. Uh, but basically, you know, to the, still the definition of self-sabotage that it's, defined kind of like by creating unnecessary problems for ourselves, which interferes with our own goals. And one of the big reasons why it's important for us to talk about this, because all of you here in the squad obviously have some big goals. Mm. And so many of us set goals. And then, as I said, we interfere with our progress towards uh, completing those goals. Mm. And, um, you know, one of the ways how people, um, you know, self-sabotage is with procrastination or putting off the activities that would put us towards those goals because uh, maybe we're afraid that we might fail or we're afraid that we won't get the results we want right away. And yes. so many of us, spend time, you know, buffering and seeking maybe some other pleasures that really interfere with, with our progress towards our goals. So basically, you know, our own mind might be preventing us from actually reaching our own goals. And that's why, you know, it is very important to, to learn how to deal with self-sabotage,
0: because it is absolutely something that we can let go of. A hundred percent. And what's so interesting about self-sabotage, Right is sometimes we're aware that we're doing it, but most of the time we're pretty blind and oblivious to this. And just like you said, we can blame it on our circumstances and sort of be uh, a victim instead of putting ourselves in an at cause scenario when, you know, a lot of times self sabotage, right. That kind of implies that the self is doing it. It's an action. It's a choice, even though it's an unconscious choice, right. Cause you know, um, nobody wakes up and says, wow, I can't wait to just totally screw up my goals and, you know, screw it all and not pursue the journey that I'm currently on. And yet it's a pattern and and a habit and a feedback loop. And, you know, one of the reasons why this is so powerful for our clients to overcome, right, is the self-sabotage loop that they may be experiencing. I will never forget One of my very first clients, I'm going to keep her name private just because, you know, I don't necessarily have permission to share this story, but I had a client, I will call her Becky. Becky was not her name. So don't look up any alumni named Becky. Yeah. (laughs) We'll call her Becky and Becky. She joined the happy bod squad. She absolutely crushed it. Her first two months. Hit all of her workouts, tracked all of her food, did all the modules, came to all the coaching calls, did all her weekly check-ins, like literally did everything to a T, got amazing results, was feeling great, looking great, all the things. And then right around week eight or nine, she started slipping. She stopped checking in for her workouts. She stopped tracking her food. She was a lot less responsive. And, you know, I was like, maybe she's just having a busy week. She worked in sales, so that can get really busy. But after a week, I was like, hmm, she's still She's still acting differently. And then I gave it a few more days and and two weeks went by and she was still kind of just really falling. And so we got on a call. And, you know, I very lovingly called her out and said, Hey, Becky, you know, what's going on here? Your first eight weeks, you were crushing it. You were doing everything these last couple of weeks. Let's get to the bottom of it. Well, fast forward about two hours because yes, this was a two-hour coaching call. I actually remember it because my laptop died. And then I had to call her back because I felt so bad because <laughs> I thought like, Oh no, she's going to think that I hung up on her. Um, and, uh, we talked for two hours and come to find out, she kind of confesses, you know, I think I'm self-sabotaging because the last time that I weighed as much as what my current goal weight was, I didn't like the person that I was. I was in a really toxic relationship. I was kind of a bitch to my friends. I went out and drank all the time. My values were so in aligned with who I am. And I think deep down, I was scared that if I lost the weight or achieved my physical goals, that it would make me that person again. And so we addressed the self-sabotage head on. She let it go. And sure enough, she got right back on track and started absolutely crushing her physical health goals. You know, went on to lose. Um, I think 40 or 50 pounds, um, even post-grad of uh, happy bod and happy life squad. She stayed in the program for a whole year and it was just so cool to see, Hey, here's my self-sabotage. Here's my pattern and here's how I can overcome it so that if you're listening to this podcast right now, and you're struggling with that, we know that we can create this reality for ourselves. And so uh, Martina, are there any other main ways that clients may be sabotaging themselves or Do we now dive into how to overcome it?
1: Yeah, I definitely want to mention some common self-sabotaging behaviors, because as you said, sometimes it might be even hard to spot it, that we're actually doing it because we're doing it unconsciously. And mm-hmm. um, it could be overeating, it could be over drinking, over social media scrolling, you know, overspending, over Netflixing, if that's uh-huh. what I just invented, maybe. Um, you know, whatever it is that you do, when you had planned on working towards your goal, basically could be, you know, counted as a self-sabotage. And another way of self-sabotaging is actually quitting. You know, it's, Um, if it's not going fast enough, so we quit. And uh, I know that this is a feeling or thoughts that many women in this program experience as well, that maybe You know, or at least had a moment when I thought, like, oh, I wish I was losing weight faster. I'm not losing weight fast enough, or I'm not seeing progress fast enough. And it is easy in those moments to talk ourselves into actually quitting because it's not happening as we imagined it. While we might think that that might be productive, but obviously if we completely quit, then, you know, none of the progress is is going to happen. And the problem with the self-sabotage is that we actually um, make habit out of it. Mm -hmm. And we create these models that kind of like perpetuate the self-sabotage and create these constantly, these negative spin cycles that are, you know, uh, interfering with our goals. And many of us even stop setting those goals because we know that we have the habit of the self-sabotage. So we just do it kind of like ahead of the time by not even setting any goals. So um it's interesting to think about it that actually not having a goals is a sign of self-sabotage
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, if you're not even setting any. And um, kind of like even getting a little bit into understanding of like how it all works and how we can move away from it, that it is normal for, for us as humans to interfere with our own progress because our way uh, our brain is wired for pleasure and comfort. Mm-hmm. We don't want to be uncomfortable. And so then what happens if we have a lot of doubt or we have a lot of frustration and we have a lot of discomfort associated with a goal, the end result might be the effect of the self-sabotage.
0: Right. Um
1: but we do have the ability, you know, as humans to understand that tendency and we can override it and we can um, hack it, which uh, i are going to talk about it in, in a second. And um, one more big way of self-sabotaging is also focusing on the things that maybe you accomplished in the past or uh, on all of your failures in the past and using them as a reason not to move forward. Yes. So kind of like creating that self-fulfilling prophecy for yourself. So, you know, we we were like, okay, like I didn't achieve this in the past. So, you know, it's not going to happen again. Might as well even set that goal. And so then we maybe procrastinate, you know, we buffer, we, we don't show up or we quit um, as a way of self-sabotaging. And that's just feeds into the idea that we are not capable, that maybe we're not even worthy of that goal, that we can't figure out how to do something and then we're never going to get to that goal anyway and um, it just kind of like becomes part of our identity and it just becomes very deeply ingrained and we don't even recognize that all of this is these thoughts are happening uh, in our head and that's that's what's you know what's so tricky about um, self-sabotage so I definitely wanted to you know go over some of these patterns to really like so that we can be aware of what could be happening in, in our mind and become more aware to these patterns.
0: Of course, because the first step is really identifying and creating that awareness before we can create any change in ourselves and and in our lives. And what you just shared was so important because a lot of times in my experience, self-sabotage can be rooted in fear and almost like this fear of failure, right? Because how many times have we ever not set a goal or not try to achieve or accomplish something out of the fear that it might not work out. (laughs) And so just because we're afraid that it's not going to happen, we don't even try, which guarantees that it won't happen. And yet somehow it's easier for our ego to be like, well, but at least I didn't try. At least I didn't waste my time or waste my energy on it. And especially with something as sensitive as weight loss and body image and body composition, it can be really disheartening, setting a goal, you know, focusing on it for a few weeks, not seeing results and then giving up, setting a goal, focusing, no result, give up. And it creates this pattern where it's like, well, clearly it's not worth it. I don't want to waste my time and energy on this thing. If I'm not going to get the end result, when a lot of times the end goals and the end results that we set are not realistic, right? Oh, I didn't lose 30 pounds in 30 days. I guess my metabolism must be broken, or this is just the way that my body is. And so I can't remember if you stated this as a form of self-sabotage, but even setting the goal too big and having unrealistic standards and expectations is another way. Because then we either just don't even try because we're like, oh, well, I know I can't lose 30 pounds in 30 days. So who gives the shit about losing five pounds in 30 days, even though five pounds in 30 days or six months straight would be 30 pounds, right? right? Um, we we count ourselves out and we talk ourselves out of it. And so now that we know what our problem is, how do we, how do we overcome this?
1: Yeah, absolutely, and um, it it ties into you know my favorite topic about you know emotional well being, and so the first thing we need to do is to take control of our uh, emotions, and we need to become aware of what we're feeling, and we need to learn how to process emotion, and and we need to understand that about half of the time. Our emotions are just going to be uncomfortable, that they're gonna be negative, and that it doesn't mean that something is going wrong. Like it means that we're we're human and we're growing and that we're um evolving. Because I think so many times we get caught up in this idea that life should just be comfortable all the time, we should just be happy all the time because. You know, like I really, and that leads to the the self-sabotage uh, in a way um and the, the thing is that to fully experience our life we need to be feeling the positive and the negative mm-hmm. and because if we were just happy all the time, how would we even know that we're actually happy? We need the the negative and we need the uncomfortable in order to be able to recognize and appreciate all the positive. So kind of like um, the idea that we we should avoid any negative feelings, like any challenges or anything that feels uncomfortable, you know, or like these goals, you know, might feel um, overwhelming or what, whatever that is, that leads us to kind of believe that maybe... You know, I deserve a break or I deserve food or like I'm too tired to do this thing that I had planned on doing when it's time to take an action. So I need some rest and I need um, some comfort. And that might discourage us from, you know, pursuing our goals because we don't want to be uncomfortable on that journey. And, um, important note I want to make with this, I'm not talking about when you genuinely need rest. Like I'm yeah. not about this, like hustle culture, hustle mentality, you always have to keep, you know, yeah. um, doing something and growing and taking in an action. I'm talking about when you're feeling sorry for yourself that prevents you from pursuing your goals. And, um, you know, avoiding feeling any kind of like emotions that might not be you know super on on the high and positive level so you know when we were in this energy we we might tell ourselves that we don't need to show up that we can procrastinate that that it doesn't matter and that's that's how we can get into the self-sabotaging spiral so really the first step is Taking control of choosing to experience all of our emotions, you know, all the good and all the negative ones um, as well by just acknowledging what we're feeling and allowing ourselves um to feel that because if we keep avoiding our emotions um you know in pursuit to just always be be comfortable and always seeking for another pleasures so of course we're never going to get to the point of doing things that might be uncomfortable out of our comfort zone that that are needed you know to be done in order to to reach our goals because the truth is you're not always going to feel excited and motivated to work out like you have to work out even when you you it just because it's it's important and it takes you to your goals like it's even when maybe you know you wake up and it's cold and dark outside you know that's going to be whole winter you know if you never you know if you always just decide to stay in the comfort of your bed and you're not going to work out the whole winter of course that's going to sabotage your progress so just like in the way being comfortable with the uncomfortable is, is a huge part of um dealing yeah. with self-sabotage.
0: Right. Okay. So just creating that comfort again, acknowledging it, you know, cozying up next to it, instead of resisting it, embracing it and finding a way to move around it. Right. Because what is it what we resist persists and it's totally true. So when we fight it, it gets bigger and bigger and stronger. And when we really can create that for ourselves, what do do we have to gain from losing self-sabotage?
1: Well, if we can eliminate self-sabotage from our lives, or at least, you know, slowly start decreasing it, we can actually change the speed at which we accomplished our, our goals. Like that can actually get us finally from to our goals, right? Because if we're always self-sabotaging ourselves, we never reach the end point. And nothing creates creates more momentum and more growth than momentum growth evolving itself. Mm-hmm. It's like, the more we win, the more we want to win. And the more energy we put in it the more action we take the more results we're seeing the more action we want to take so we're almost like creating setting ourselves up for success and for that continuous um, journey and on the other hand the more energy we put into you know sabotaging ourselves the more we want to sabotage and the more we get into the habit of sabotaging so if we can let go of that it's probably you know we're going to start reaching more and more uh, goals and even you know having that confidence that we can um, do those hard things. And it's not going to be scary anymore because uh, when we're going to be open to even those, you know, feeling those negative emotions on the way and we, when we're equipped and allowing ourselves, you know, to feel it, that there is no, there is nothing scary about, you know, pursuing those, uh, those big goals. And it's almost like this like big rock that we kind of like have to push out of the way and, um you know, towards the discomfort of giving up like procrastination, giving up the buffering, giving up the not showing up and, and giving up the quitting. Like, can you imagine if you eliminated that from your life, that procrastination, buffering, you know, not showing up, quitting all of that, like, what, w- what would you create? And yeah. And maybe, you know, as I'm talking about this of like feeling the uncomfortable feelings, um, maybe, you know, you might be worried that you would feel uncomfortable more often. Um, but basically, when you can embrace the discomfort in the moment, it's kind of like you're making a trade. You're doing the temporary discomfort. However, the other option is extended discomfort. So Mm -hmm. in the moment, like you go through the discomfort, but then eventually you're going to reach your goal. However, if you always self-sabotaging and never reaching your goal, that's basically just like this comfort forever in, in a sense. So just like making that deal with yourself that you're actually, you know, open to, to going through that momentarily
0: discomfort. Exactly. You get to choose your heart. Right. Changing your habits is hard. Overcoming self sabotage is hard. Rewiring your brain and shifting your mindset and doing all the things in this program is hard. Right. We're not going to sugarcoat it and gaslight you and tell you that it's easy. Is it simple? Yeah. Is it doable? 100%. But it's hard. It's difficult. You're allowed to give yourself that permission to say that. And it's no harder to me than it is feeling stuck and the emotional drain, the physical drain, the energetic drain that we experience. And it's a short-term sacrifice for a long-term gain because many times the things that we do to self-sabotage, they probably feel good in the moment, right? Netflix feels great in the moment, eating, overeating, right? Certain foods usually feel good in the moment. Scrolling through social media feels good in the moment because if we weren't getting those dopamine and serotonin hits, we wouldn't do them. And then we get to the end of the day, the end of the week, the end of the month. And then we feel that ah, that disappointment, that sadness, that remorse over our action. We maybe get back on the wagon, stay on track for a week, and then and then we fall off because it's uncomfortable, right? And so, I know you came with some additional resources and almost like a gift for the clients today on reflective questions and journal prompts that they can use to begin to overcome the self-sabotage. And I'm so excited. What are they?
1: I love sharing journal prompts, as you know. And so the first one kind of ties to what we established at, at the very beginning that it has to do everything with us. And it's our emotional reaction, you know, when, when we self sabotage and, and just like almost like taking that power back that we have control over that, and we can change that pattern of thinking. And so the prompt that I would love for you to journal on is what do you believe about yourself right now that is causing you to self sabotage? Mm. And I'm just going to repeat it once again. If anyone is writing this down, what do you believe about yourself right now that is causing you to self-sabotage? And this is a really good prompt just to kind of like start digging a little bit deeper and understanding and maybe uncovering um, some of the patterns um, and what might be holding you back, you know, from from letting go of um, self-sabotage. And um, obviously, feel free to share whatever you're going to find out uh, with uh, your coach and discuss further. And um, I recently read a quote um that kind of like inspired me to be like going this direction with self-sabotage. And that was, um, I wrote it down here to make sure I say it right. Treat yourself like you're someone you're responsible for helping.
0: Mm.
1: And when I read that, I was like, okay, if you're responsible for helping yourself to get to your goals and you commit to helping yourself get to your goals, That is the opposite of self-sabotage. And so from that, like some reflective questions you can get into the habit of asking yourself is, you know, how can I help myself in that sense? So when you tell yourself maybe, oh, I don't want to do that. Ask yourself, how can I help? You know, I don't feel like it. That's like the motto of self-sabotage, right? I don't feel like it. How can I help myself feel like it? How can Mm -hmm. I help myself to stop sabotaging? Mm -hmm. So those answers are within, you know, each one of you. So just kind of like bringing more awareness to those moments and just like, Asking yourself how you can shift and start exploring, like, what are the thought patterns and just understanding that you have that power to change your own thought patterns. You are in charge of um, your own mind and you can, you know, change the direction that it is going and, um, you know, recognize that, okay, if I'm telling myself, I don't feel like it, that's not helping me go anywhere. You know, that's kind of like keeping me stuck or buffering. So how can I help myself? You know, feel like it because the goal is not to always feel like it, right? The goal is to just change our internal talk in those moments to actually shift the perspective of, yeah, maybe I don't feel like it, but this is important for me. And these are all the benefits that are going to come out of it if I do those things.
0: Yeah. Because here's the thing most of the time, anything that is worth fighting for that we want to create in ourselves, usually we don't feel like doing the things that it's going to take to get there. And I think it's really important to normalize this and have this conversation. And I know I talk about this a lot on my Instagram, but for me, fitness was never something that came naturally, like waking up in the morning and working out and getting this really awesome endorphin rush. Like I used to think, that the runner's high or the post gym endorphin rush was just this inside joke that fit people used to say to unfit people like me, to trick us into working out for some insane reason, because I would often find that I wouldn't get that after my workout, I would feel exhausted or I'd feel tired. I would feel drained. And it would really take a lot of conscious effort for me to prioritize my fitness in that way. And even now, you know, it still takes that conscious effort and that conscious choice every single morning. I wake up and I have a choice. Right. I can either do the uncomfortable thing that I know it's going to make me feel best in the long term, or I can do the comfortable thing that I know is going to make me feel the worst in the long term. And, you know, some days I win the bottle, battle, and some days I lose. Right. I still have days where I'm like, nope, I'm staying in bed or I'm sitting on the couch or I'm taking my coffee down to the beach and I'm just going to go look at the ocean. You know, it, it looks different for everyone in the day-to-day on this. And so coach Martina, as we wrap up today, is there anything else that you want to add to this conversation?
1: That's all I got for today. Just to a <laughs> message it's like, it's okay to be uncomfortable, you know, like it's, it's not always whatever, you know, journey you're on, whatever goals you're working on. Like it's, there will be parts that you will feel uncomfortable, but it. it's absolutely, you know, a normal part of it and you can, you know, work through it and you can, you know, shift your thoughts into those moments and just, just acknowledge that like, okay, maybe, you know there are so many things I'd rather do, but I understand that this is important for me. And this is why I want to do this. Like I give myself pep talks all the time, because as (laughs) you're saying, there's never going to be time when we're always going to be excited to keep taking action towards our goals.
0: Yeah, exactly. So be patient with yourselves today, as you listen to this, and as you begin to implement after finishing today's episode. So Thank you so much, Coach Martina, for coming on today and sharing about self-sabotage. I appreciate you so stinking much. If you're listening to this episode and you found it helpful, if you got a lot of value from it, send Coach Martina some love. Give her a shout out in Slack. Send her a message on the Jen's Gym app. You know, Shout her out on Instagram, whatever it is. And if you're listening right now, thanks so much for joining us. And always, always, always remember squad that the best is yet to come.